This is Happy Health with your host, Michelle Happy. Welcome to Happy Health again. This is Michelle. Um, I decided I wanted to do a podcast based on an article I wrote in mentalhelp.net quite a few years ago. It must have been six or seven years ago on the relationship between narcissism and codependency. And the reason I decided I wanted to do this is because I would say half the calls I get for help are because of someone reading that article and then Googling me. So I thought it would be a good idea to to do some live podcast work on this subject because the narcissist and the codependent do tend to create a symbiotic relationship. And so I guess Oh, I just want to also welcome Chris Johnson. He's here with me. He's the master producer. I play the role of the lovely assistant. (laughs) He's the lovely assistant. And I always ask him to please ask questions because I feel funny lecturing, but then I usually just end up lecturing. But do do jump in. Well, we will probably also have some input from my dog, Piper. Which is fine. I have two dogs here with me, too. Dog noises are absolutely fine. And the squeaky chair. And the squeaky chair, sure. So um, first I wanted to talk a little bit about the narcissist and what the symptoms of narcissism are. A lot of these symptoms you'll be very familiar with because of knowing who our president is. Yes. I thought we were going to talk about me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I'll be be good. No, I have a joke that I'll be telling when I start talking about codependency. You'll love it. Okay. So, um, narcissists, I consider narcissism to be a very, very terrible and devastating, sad mental illness because the narcissist lacks many qualities that are are really that really define who we are as human beings. So um, typically, narcissists use people for their own ends. They're very selfish and self-serving in that way. They don't really consider any kind of relational give and take. For the narcissist, it's all take and take and take. Um, They also, and this is one of the saddest characteristics, I think, they also lack the ability to have empathy, to, like, walk a mile in somebody else's shoes. They just don't, they can't feel that, which, I mean, can you imagine what a terrible, what a terrible thing to live without that ability? Well, for them, Um, it's, it's wonderful, Actually, I don't know if oh. it is. You know, I don't know if the narcissist is truly a happy person. I think they're they're very driven to, and you know, who are some famous narcissists that we know? Donald Trump, Jeffrey Epstein, Jeffrey, and you know, um, they're not actually, happy. Think, they're not happy, but they're not suffering from their their own actions. Yes, because and it's always somebody else's fault. That's right. They, they can never take responsibility for their own 
part in things. So they have to manufacture blame. And I mean, our president is so good at that right now. And it's just so stupid and so obvious and so much a projection. Um, they do tend to be charming and very persuasive. Uh, so it's kind of hard at first to be able to tell that a person is a nar You know, like I always say to clients who are dealing with narcissists that they're trying to leave, um, if it seemed too good to be true, it was too good to be true. That it's just, um, they're, they're very, very charming. They know how to use emotion to get what they want but they don't authentically feel the emotion that they're using. Everything is smoke and mirrors for the narcissist. Um, and they, they also believe they should receive special treatment. Um, I heard today around the Ghislaine Maxwell arrest that when they came and got her, she was absolutely dumbfounded and shocked that she could even get caught. And that's, that's typical of the narcissistic personality. And I think she definitely qualifies. So is this, does this narcissism, is the source uh, nurture or nature? It's a very good question. And um, I, I believe and I have read that there's a very, very strong uh, inherited component to this that if that there will be narcissism up the family tree and um, that a, nar a narcissist biologically who's set up to be that way doesn't have to turn out that way based on uh, nurture so if a narcissist is given a good childhood and taught about how to take responsibility they can actually avoid the trap. But like Trump's father always said to him, no matter what you do, just make sure you don't get caught. And, and so I think that's a difference. But there's a strong biological component to this. So any, any other questions about the narcissist, Chris? Because I wanted to keep it as brief as possible in terms of defining. No. Okay. So um, now I want to talk about the codependent because codependents, narcissists don't always end up with codependents, but codependents often end up with narcissistic types or true narcissists. And there's a reason for that. And now I'll tell my favorite codependency joke. So two codependents are in bed. They've just finished making love. And one says to the other, well, it was good for you. How was it for me? <laughs> and that really says it in a nutshell for the codependent. They don't really have a strong self-base. So they define themselves by what goes on around them and who they're with. And, what, and they end up being overly concerned about the other's needs rather than their own needs. So that's a narcissist that, dream. This is exactly a narcissist dream. Yeah. And um, they, they're overly loyal. Again, a narcissist dream. Um, they take too much responsibility. So 
the narcissist can hook up with a codependent and not have to worry ever about taking responsibility for things because the codependent always blames themselves too much. So both narcissists and codependents have very a very poor sense of boundaries. Like the narcissist thinks you're mine and the codependent thinks I'm yours. So you can see how they can get in a very symbiotic relationship. Um, codependents typically have uh, low self-esteem. You know, they just never feel like they're good enough. The narcissist has a very inflated sense of self, which is also extremely delusional. I mean, I think, I think Donald Trump thinks he's handsome with that hair and the orange makeup and everything because he's deluded. And no one tells him otherwise. Yeah, because he'll attack. So does and the narcissism in the Trump family, does it, is it passed on to the kids? Or do you think that they're... Oh, I'm sure. I'm okay. sure. No, they didn't, have, they didn't have healthy upbringing. They had numerous mothers. Trump is a horrible, vindictive, immature person. And largely absent father. And very much an absent father, Yeah. Um, except for Ivanka, because he was attracted to her, so which is very creepy. Yes. But she's the prettiest one, so that's the one that he he quote unquote bonds with. So <clears throat> there's a thing called narcissistic supply, which it which goes back to the fact that the narcissist uses people for their own ends, so they. They need an endless supply of people to use to get what they want to get. And they very easily discard those people, too, when the going gets tough. Hence all the turnover in the White House. Hence all the turnover in the White House. And codependents are overly loyal. So they'll stay and stay and stay. Um, until something happens. And usually, um, I'm working with a woman right now who, it's, it's kind of an amazing story, but her husband it, it lies, cheats, and steals, and she never even knew that he was doing these things until she started to find out and to get weird emails, and there was infidelity, which is another, I mean... Narcissists have no sense of loyalty, so they make these two make a perfect team. So when the narcissist, so when the codependent decides that they need to get help, they are actually very responsive to the help that they get because of their ability to take responsibility for things. So I always say, if you had to choose between being with a codependent or a narcissist choose the codependent because they're better people basically they're not well people but they're better people they're kinder people than the narcissist so um so that's that's generally how it works and so 
what does recovery look like? And I can really only talk about recovery for the codependent because narcissists do not benefit from therapy of any kind. What they do is they get into therapy and they learn some techniques from their therapist and then they use those techniques to uh, con other people and conning is a big part of that. So I often, when I've gotten a few narcissists as clients um, and I usually just define and diagnose them. That's okay. Don't worry about it. I usually just diagnose them as narcissist, and then they never come back to see me again. So, so I'm relieved. This is why Maxwell and Epstein were so adept at getting these young girls into the into the, the system. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And they were a pair, a dual narcissistic pair. Um, you know, Maxwell is claiming that she's a victim, which is another thing that narcissists are really good at doing, and I call it attacking from the victim position. Ooh. Yeah. Hmm. And so, and you see it in the Republicans, too. I mean, they're always seeing themselves as victims. Right. Uh, this woman from Central Park, I forget what her name was. I guess everybody's calling her Karen now. Okay. Um, she, you know, she she felt victimized by just having a black man talk to her. Oh, oh, the the Karen with the dog. Okay, yeah. With the dog, yes, yeah. in Central Park. She's being charged today oh. for a false for a false police report or false accusation or whatever you call it. So. So two narcissists can get together and work together um, to con other people. And the step above narcissism is sociopathy or antisocial personality. And those, that's where you go into the realm of criminality. So, you know, Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell were both sociopaths there's no doubt yeah. about it where a com you know the the sociopath next door the the person who doesn't isn't criminal is usually just a narcissist and do you so, think trump's in that stage right now because he's certainly oh, oh trump's definitely antisocial. well i mean and he's he, certainly moving towards actual crime i mean with the with these fourth of july speeches that he gave he's just opening the door wide open to for the right. militias to line up and right. take Well, aim. he's already committed many crimes at, from yes. even before he was president. Right. So he just has enough money to settle. So he, he's definitely a sociopath. I think he qualifies based on what we know about him. So m one of the great pleasures I have in life is working with codependents and helping them recover so that they can begin to understand what they're getting into and to be able to identify the narcissist. And the first thing is, he's just so good, too good to be true. He's so perfect. Or she. Yeah. Because According to them, <laughs> they are. 
Exactly. And, and so the work that we do, what, what I often tell a codependent when um, he or she is recovering is you need to learn how to be stronger and set boundaries. So the only power we have over, over other people is our veto power. It's what we say no to. And a lot of codependents, when they're with narcissists, are afraid to do that. Um, for one, because of a very weak self-concept. And for two, because narcissists can turn and get very threatening, too. There's a lot of fear bonding that yeah. goes on. Okay. So um, anybody out there, I'm not inviting any narcissists to come work with me because you will not like me, I promise. They'll also, narcissists, I've been accused of being a narcissist by a narcissist, which I think is the funniest thing there is. I mean, I'm a dyed-in-the-wool recovering codependent and have done many, many years of work to get strong and be sure of what I say no to and to confront. Um, confronting is an important part of recovery as long as when you confront you're not making yourself unsafe in terms of dom domestic violence because the narcissist can turn violent, for sure. Well, there's especially, nothing wrong with standing up for yourself, especially if you're a woman these yeah. days. You know, yeah. You know what they it's say important. about strong women. So. What do they say about strong women? They're not nice people. Oh. A woman exhibiting the same behavior as a man the man is strong, but the woman is uh, opinionated. Oh, yes. And, yes, bitchy. Yeah. So. Uppity. Yeah. 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 Above so, her place. Exactly. But that's exactly. all changing and now. It, it is, hopefully. A lot of uh, male privilege is very incipient and assumed, and it takes a lot of education even for women to not allow themselves to be interrupted. You know, you, you'll see this where women will immediately shut up when a man interrupts them. Yeah. And men very easily interrupt women. So there's oh. a lot of... You see, it in, you see it in the Senate, you know, when women, when women senators are talking, the men try to, you know... Exactly. It's okay, exactly. little lady. We'll take care of it. You know. Oh yeah. boy. But they, you know, that's what I like to see. That's one one of the positive things about Pelosi she, when she speaks back to Trump. You know, yeah, she's she's, she's pretty crafty. Yeah. So what? Um, who, who is a foil for a narcissist? Is there anybody can, who usually um, the law? Oh, okay. All right. All right. You know, that's usually how it ends up. And, you know, when, when narcissists have a lot of money, like Epstein, uh, Bill Clinton, you know, the list goes on and on. Um, they're less likely to, you know, to take the consequences of their actions. So, because they can get out of it with money. So... What I want to say, if any of you who are listening to this have questions, give me a call. You can email me um, through my website, mhappy.com. And 
Chris, thanks again for producing this for me. And you're welcome, Michelle. It's so good to talk to you again. I hope we get to do it again real soon. Very good. All right, see you. You can subscribe to and like the Happy Health Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to like Happy Health on iTunes. You can find Michelle's contact information at mhappy.com. That's M-H-A-P-P-E dot com. Hey, Michelle, I got one more. I got one more question. What if you had a client, a, a codependent client, and well, would you let them clean, clean your house if it would make them feel better? Well, actually, I wouldn't ask a codependent to clean my house. I would always ask somebody with OCD because I'd be sure that they'd do a good job. 